Let's do it. So without any previous or further ado, welcome to episode 38 of the Barry Bullock Hour. Are you doing it or am I doing it? What's what's going oh, on? Oh no, here? I was just I was just um sorry, my brain's gone a bit mushy. Probably from all that partying you've been doing in stage four lockdown. That's <laughs> hey, hey. responsible partying. I feel like we've kind of already started because I I'm excited to hear about your stage four party lockdown. Um, you've announced it, Callum. It is episode 38. Let's get into it. Let's do it. Usually it's just me saying, here we go, and then we make jokes about not knowing the episode number. And um, you know what? Fresh take. It's it's almost spring. A clean intro. Um, so in the keeping with spring, I tried something new the other day. Clem and I, we had some friends around through the gift of the internet, and we played board games through the internet. Got together and we played code names which was I consider to be a bit of a triumph. Have you guys ever played Codenames? No. I mean, fair to say, no. There's a there's a very unlikely that we have played these board games. Because as you know, I, I don't necessarily equate board games with a cracking good time. After that Clem birthday debacle at the Bowls Club, where we all played that oh, board game, and we, and, we, and we don't know who won. We don't and, know who won. Well, we didn't finish the we didn't finish the game because Clem fell asleep. <laughs> yeah, that, that may have been because I fed her tequila shots earlier on in the evening. Well, it was her birthday. This this game has much more clearly defined parameters for success and victory, and and much look. Even though there is probably equally as much interpretation and um, lateral thinking required within it, it's a word association game. So it's a little bit sort of like taboo right where you have a whole bunch of series of series of cards and they've got words on them two people have got to direct their team members to guess only the particular words that are on this little secret grid card that only they can see right really great game it's very beautifully beautifully designed such that you can play it over and over and over and over and over and over and over again and every game is a bit different but the reason why it's really great is if both of you have a copy of it, you can play it and it feels almost the same as playing it with people in your own house. It's, it's really quite lovely. So Adelaide and Albie and Clem and I played it last night and it, it holds up. So to all the listeners out there, if you are going through a bit of a hard time, you are feeling lonely and you have a copy of Codenames... It's, Get a, on it. it's 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 a it's a certified winner. Um, I cannot recommend it highly enough. I've got a question for you guys related to your board games. When you think of board games, what game do you think of? What just one? Yeah, like if someone says let's play a board game, what's the first game that comes to your mind naturally? Would it be Monopoly? I suppose that would be what it would be for me. Probably but... Catan for me. I think if you're talking about word association, then for me, board game Monopoly. It has a monopoly on the mental concept of it board does, games, doesn't it? <laughs> Which is a shame because it's not the best. It's board not game. good. No, it's a cracker. It's oh, a, I love Monopoly. I remember hearing about how much he likes Monopoly because people don't play it right, and so people go, oh, "It takes too long." If you play it properly, you rattle through the game. You know, high stakes. Get into it. There's like a key rule to Monopoly that the vast majority of people don't play, and that's why the game goes forever. It's been one of those things that over time, people have forgotten this particular rule, and as such, it makes the game a lot slower. And what's what's the number one complaint about Monopoly? It takes forever. It takes too long. So a quick but game's it, a good game. Yeah, but the, the, the rules are there 
to facilitate a quick game and people don't read them because they've played it before. They've played it with their parents and their grandparents. They think they know how it's played and they're wrong. They don't know how it's played. So they play it wrong. Elucidate for our dear listeners, many of whom are probably playing a lot of Monopoly at the moment. We're playing Monopoly, right? And I land on the Strand. Yep. For example. Yep. Mm -hmm. I've got the option to buy it, right? Eric, are you shaking your head because I use the British? I use one of the British properties. Yeah, there's no such fit. There's no such square on uh, the Monopoly board. Give you're me Atlantic about, Avenue, you're, man. You're Come on, Marvin Garden. Times Square. Uh, Come on, let's just go Times Square. Good grief. <laughs> um, I, I, ironically, actually, Kieran, I have the Kiwi version of Monopoly. That's, ah, that's yeah, what I grew up with. Oh wow! It's Mayfair or nothing for me. I'm all about it. Traditional. No, so if you land on a property, let's say I land on a property, I choose not to buy it. Mm-hmm. What happens next? Bids, you, you, or auction it to whoever. Oh, Post yes. auction it, yeah. Yeah, you do. But most what? people don't. That's how I was tired, no. Exactly. Most people don't do it. If a person declines on their turn to roll a property, it is then supposed to be auctioned off. So let's say I land on it and I don't want it. You three could then bid for it in a, in a normal real estate auction. Actually, really? Wait, see, the way I've always Yeah, it, which yeah, means the, pro- the board it. fills up very quickly. Holy wow. shit. I, like, I've literally never played that way. Exactly. I think I've got up a copy of Monopoly here somewhere. But the idea... It's, it's a pure capitalist game. Like, it's yeah. all about capitalism. It's a... Yeah, but people people play it that, like, they can only buy the purchases that they land on. Mental. You know what, Kieran? I've actually got... I've actually got... I've actually got a... I'm the only version of Monopoly I've got here. Hang on a second. I'll grab it for you. Oh, he's literally walking away. Literally walking away. Yep. Somebody had to do it. It was me last time, so. Lord of the Rings oh boy, Monopoly. Lord of the Rings. A boy, that's been, that's been set in the sun. Wow. I found this copy. This is very, actually, quite topical for, for this podcast. I found this copy of Lord of the Rings Trilogy Edition Monopoly outside the front of Spray Street Mansions. Really? On the verge, yeah. So yeah. tell tell us with that, Cal. Where is Mordor in terms of real estate value? And that is it. Like, is that good? <laughs> is that good value, or is it? Or is that like I'll, the slums? I'll show you. Um, there is there is no Mordor. There what is Mount Doom though is 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 the equivalent is that is the most That's expensive. Mordor. Yeah. Well, so it, it basically it follows the it follows it goes chronologically rather than um mm. rather, so you've got like rather property, than the property values of Middle Earth property values of Middle Earth <laughs> so you've got something like Edoras or Helm's Deep is kind of over here you get the Gap of Rohan you move mm. on to Isengard is one of the yellow ones green so you're Helm getting into high high Earth. real estate yeah you haven't got to my favorite bit though because this is my favorite bit of the whole thing. What what they did, and and yes, you are right, Kieran. Um, games of Monopoly can take far too long. Is they have two dice, but but they're different colors, unlike in normal Monopoly where they're both the same color. One of the dice, one the instead of a one, it has the Eye of Sauron on it. And if you roll the Eye of Sauron, you start with the one ring. Oh dear. Starts <laughs> at bag end, and every time you roll the eye, the roll of the Eye of Sauron, it moves towards Mount Doom and when the Eye of Sauron gets all the way around the board it gets to Mount Doom as it moves across the pro- it doesn't it only moves on the properties right representing the ring's movement through Middle Earth and when it gets to Mount Doom the person with the most property uh, like the most value 
wins. So nice to put a little time time cap on it. Yeah, it's got a time cap, so it's even cap. quicker, even speedier. And if you're <laughs> auctioning all the properties off, whew, gonna get through that game nice and tidy. Which you should be, because those are the rules. Get some players on the board. Get some properties up your guts and get on with it. As Monica points out to us in Friends, rules make games fun. That was very informative. I enjoyed that. <laughs> you guys ever hear about checkers? <laughs> I like a bit of checkers, yeah. I like that you can clear out half the board in one go. I think that's a great time. That is kind of is, is, it, is this another Australian thing, though, with checkers? Where, or is, it, is this a bogan thing where we call it Chinese checkers? Like, is that borderline race? Chinese checkers is a different game. Mm. Oh. Hey, one thing slightly off topic, but seeing as we're talking about China and seeing as this is the podcast, good news story. Were we talking about China? Well, we talked about Chinese checkers. Just just, just go with me here. I love it. You guys will like this. Speaking of China. Yeah. The Chinese, not to be put down by COVID, have got... The Guangdong Beer Festival 2020 in action as we speak. Have you ever heard of the Guangdong? I'm probably saying it wrong. It says, well, this is, how the, this is how the Chinese label it, right? If you are a serious drinker or a casual weekend enthusiast, you'll see the best of China's beer drinking culture at this event. In Guangdong. Q-I-N-G-D-A. Oh, sorry. Well, I apologize. That's I all right. Com- no, completely no, 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 no. wrong. And I apologize to any of our Chinese listeners. <laughs> yeah, we're big in China. Currently in action. I saw it on the ABC News tonight. And the guys there were getting tanked and having a great time. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I had a good time in Singdao. I, I, I did didn't you? go to the beer festival, but I definitely went to the brewery and definitely drank far too much of Singdao. Nice. Yeah. Eric, what are you drinking there, my friend? Are you drinking Chinese beer, Eric? What is that? Actually, I am. I guess, well, That's not amazing. not uh, uh, geographically uh, uh, nearby. It's a Japanese beer I picked up at oh. a, uh, uh, an Asian grocery today. The uh, uh, Karuizawa Biru Black. Biru. That's Japanese for beer. The crisp, clean Karuizawa. breeze of Karuizawa can be felt from this brew made with <laughs> precious water running beneath Mount Asama. Is it tasty? That's the big question. No. <laughs> <laughs> Not a fan? No, it's it's definitely like a, a dark ale, which I don't like. But oh. the, the, can, the can was striking, so that I, is a striking I picked can. it up. Um, they they also had white and clear, and I chose the black variety oh, with walking right into the... Oh, so it's a so it's a black lager. Oh, I love a good black black lager. To me, I've had I had a couple of black lagers recently. I have to say, underrated style. Big fan of a black lager. Underrated by the bullock, overrated by the cox. Black lager. Make up your own mind. COVID's thrown up a lot of things for us. Um, it's thrown up a lot of things for all countries, and it's fair to say that some you know some political leaders are doing well, and some are probably not doing so well in terms of managing a COVID crisis, yeah? And I would be, I would go on record as saying, like, Jacinda Ardern is doing a, a fantastic job from mm. looking from, a, from an outsider's point of view. But I heard something that made me laugh the other day about a particular politician who's running a country and, and the way they've responded. And so this is the dude in Belarus. You guys know, you heard what's going on in Belarus? <laughs> I have been keeping an eye on it, yes. 
So they're having a bit of dramas there with a guy who is, I forget his name, but he's pretty much labelled as the only European dictator. Alexander Lukashenko. Yeah, it's a, it's, to, a, uh, yeah, to it's a hard one to say. Anyway, he's... The second half's a bit tricky. Yeah. Alexander, you roll past that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, he's been there for how... God, he's been there for ages, apparently. One of the things I heard him say, which made me laugh, is one of those guys who's kind of d- dismissing COVID as not a real thing. And he said, eventually when he was pressed on, you know, like their response, he said, look... When it comes to feeling with COVID, there are only three things you need to do to get over it, even if it exists. <laughs> if it exists, here's what we think. Yeah, if you're worried about it, here's what you need to do. You can just drive a tractor. <laughs> like this already. <laughs> have a shot of vodka. At the same and, time? Yeah, and go to a sauna. That's all you need to do. <laughs> to get In that order or it doesn't work. Yeah, I don't know. But so the you funny get thing, out your bottle of Smirnoff with a straw, <laughs> with a straw on your tractor. Actually, driving a tractor is really fun. You yeah. drive the tractor. It's a hell of a lot of fun after you've had half a bottle of vodka out of a straw. Yeah, and then you drive your tractor down to the local sauna. <laughs> Bang! No more COVID. <laughs> Honey, I'm just, I'm just going to a sauna. <laughs> Cracks into the John Deere. Yeah. The John Deere and the Johnny Smirnoff, by the sounds of it. Yeah, exactly right. Now, unsurprisingly, this guy has just lost an election, you know, and with comments like that, it's probably hard not to see why. Although he's saying he won the election, although the rest of the country seems to be saying he hasn't, mm. as in other words, rigged, you know. Yeah, we're laughing because of the uh, of the idiotic tractor vodka sauna advice, which let's let's be honest, two, two out of the three of those things are pretty damn fun. Mm. And Callum seems to enjoy riding tractors, so fair enough. But yes, yeah. the- really. I was going to say, all three of those things can be fun. (laughs) You are a country lad at heart. I think I'd be on board with, like, two of those things at once. Yeah. Like, after a hard day on the tractor, you head to the sauna. After Mm. a hard day on the tractor, you head to the vodka. (laughs) After a hard day at the sauna, you head to... I don't don't think the vodka and the sauna should mix, though. I think the other two... Oh, you know. Pour the vodka on the hot rocks. You don't even need to drink it. Oh, yeah. Just, as, just <laughs> inhale the vapour. <laughs> that's the conundrum I've got with that. Okay, the, so I, is that a bone or a spatula? That well, that's the thing. I don't know. Because it's <laughs> actually a, it's a, it's a very serious issue. This guy's clearly, clearly a nut job yeah. and people are suffering because of it. But then on the flip side, he's saying things that are incredibly amusing. I'm going to so, throw this out there. I think that it's it's almost like a it's almost like a a bone spatula because like it clearly this dude is not someone that people love right oh he's a bad dude without getting too political he is a bad dude like we're we're having a good time with it because of the the idiot advice with the tractor and the sauna but make no mistake that he is corrupt and very very bad and we might maybe we shouldn't be laughing at it but you <laughs> that's know, the problem though shout out to all our Belarusian fans yeah <laughs> listening to listening to us but um i see your conundrum big dog mm. i think i think if if the spatula is underrated then you'd have to say the advice to, to beat covid of getting on a tractor, having some vodka, and going to a sauna. I mean, it might not be medically sound, but it's still pretty good advice. I think that's well worth a spatula. But him is him in general. Yeah, I think pretty you bad. Probably advice. should have a bone to pick with with Alexander Lukashenko. 
if you yeah. think about it though there's actually a pretty decent analogy for eric because i mean he's he's still as yet a country's elected leader did advise everybody to inject bleach right so did he did he say inject it or sunshine and i think it was inject wasn't it i, I, I can't remember uh, yeah i want to say it was something like i want to say it was inject but he also said something about just going out in the sun would uh <laughs> would uh would uh, uh cure you so do go out and just kind of open your mouth and the sun hey at least it's just your mouth there are people on the internet opening other parts of their body to the sun don't know if we remember that from a few months ago. Oh, yes. Did I talk about that? <laughs> no, you did not. Did, did you want to? No, I did not want to. Okay. No. Uh, this is delightful. Well, we, won't, we won't touch on it, but if anyone out there wants to Google opening yourself up to the sun, don't do it at work. <laughs> I've heard of this, and I know exactly what you're talking about, and these people are absolute morons. Yeah. Mm. Anyhow. yourself up to the sun. There's a suggestion, Callum, that getting sun into your body is just as good as getting it onto the outside of your body. And if you think about it, there's only so many places on the body that things can physically go in. You know when they say, you know the old saying, Cal, you can stick it where the sun don't shine? <laughs> That's what they were talking about. Sounds really <laughs> These oh. people try and defy that advice. It's the sort of shit that Pete Evans would come up with, you know, pull your pants down and, and get some sun up you. Yeah. And then they do these massive big Instagram blogs yeah. about how amazing they feel. When they completely discount the fact that they're feeling amazing because they've actually literally just been out in the sun in general, you know, not because their derriere is getting some sunshine. Not because an errant ray or two went up there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I was I'm trying to be tactful about that, Kieran. But... I feel like saying up there was pretty tactful. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we haven't used the word arsehole even once in this conversation. <laughs> we have now. <laughs> Good thing we're doing this podcast in the middle of the night. Mm. Has been lovely weather here, it should be said. But, Does um, it? Yeah, very nice. Uh, spring is spring is most certainly on its way. That's good. We've we've had a lovely weekend here in Melbourne in terms of weather. Melbourne does that, if you remember. Uh, Melbourne, very traditional, has a very strong couple, first couple of weeks of spring, and then it rains for two weeks. So keep an eye on the forecast about a week and a half from now. Ordinary bucketing the other day, KB. Oh, I did hear. I, did, I have been keeping tabs on the... Uh, on Melbourne news, I have been watching AFL football. I've been trying to keep up my Melbourneness. I've got a lovely hipster beard, which which here in Christchurch makes me look like a, a burglar, um, but in Melbourne it would make me look like a barista. <laughs> Soy latte. I would actually say that your beard has gone beyond hipster. It's gone we're, to that next phase. We're we're entering lumberjack, but I think lumberjack can still be. I think you're still soy latte. Yeah, I'm still soy latte. Yeah, you're soy latte, but you're good at it. You know, like a proper barista. Appreciate you know. that. Um, here's something you'll enjoy, just a tangent for a moment. And I, no one else will probably find this funny except for Callum. But um, my mum, in a couple of days, is going into work for barista training. <laughs> wow. <laughs> because the place that she works... Fantastic. She works at a, a tourist attraction, which... Our, 
obviously in the current climate um tourist attractions are having a bit of a rough time so they're on they're on a reduced uh, opening hours reduced schedule and a very very skeleton that mum has to learn how to use the coffee machine as part of the skeleton staff that she is she's is go she's going in she's going into train i mean my mum's been drinking tea for 67 years like my mum i said hey look just think about it as you're going to be you're going to go in for 3 hours of pay and then they're not going to make you do it cuz you're going to be shit at it close, close your eyes think of england <laughs> and um, go home and make yourself a cup of tea. Yeah, fair to say, if you want a quality coffee here in Christchurch, New Zealand, don't go to the International Antarctic Centre. I, I actually reckon that'd be pretty funny, your mum actually being there on the coffee barista thing, and, and every time someone orders a coffee, she's so, so tea? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, asked, I asked for coffee. Please. No worries, love, tea it is. You know? <laughs> Would you like one lump or two in your tea? Yeah. <laughs> fair to say, it's, it's my... Uh, I get my sense of humour from my dad, but I do think that my mum enduring barista training on a Wednesday afternoon at the Antarctic Centre is kind of something I wish that we could live stream. I think that could be very, very comedic. I tend to think that your mum, Kieran, will be like this. will be like, I've been making tea and coffee for 60 years. Nobody's going to tell me how to make a good cup of coffee. I've been making it. I think, for I think, 60 years. I think, but not never coffee. Okay. Coffee is, mom likes to be good at things, and she is. She's a she's a very very accomplished, very um very organised woman. Oh yeah, but she doesn't want to work in the cafe because it's basically fried food, pre-cut slices. That's it, and cakes. And mum's like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to be a part of it. This, these are these are the Antarctic Centre slices. They're no good. No, I, I had one. I when I went to the Antarctic Centre, I had a slice. Yeah, it was great. Well, that's that's something I did not expect to hear from you this evening. Really? That you've been to the Antarctic Centre and had a slice and enjoyed it? Yeah, it was great. I've been to the Antarctic Centre too. Have you? Yeah, because I had a couple of hours to kill before I flew back to Melbourne. Oh, yeah, Mum made you a coffee, did she? No, she didn't. No, but I did <laughs> tea. Oh, there we go. Well, Eric, you got to make the trip. Yes, yeah, sir. Eric, you get to go in the Hagland? Oh, my goodness. So Ooh. much fun. Ooh. And there's plenty of American flags around you. Feel right at home. Oh, well, it's on the list. My first job as a, as a semi-adult, i.e. not a paper round, um, was working at the Antarctic Centre dressed as a, a penguin, a giant penguin mascot. Then I moved into the retail shop, a bit more respectable. But, yeah, fair to say I, um, I don't kind of wander around there at leisure anymore. I still, that's a that's a part of my dark past. As Pom Pom the Penguin. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta be said that uh, I've explored the neighborhood, the 5K bubble, as best as I can. Um, <laughs> and down one of those dark Richmond alleys, I came across uh, a, a marquee, Big Dog's Deli. What? Our very own Big Dog. Uh, Big Dog's Deli? The dollars come right. from. <laughs> I can clarify for all the listeners, I have no affiliation with this place at all. You should. You should be a damn spokesman. They should be but paying, do, yeah, yeah. But do you know what's funny about this, Eric, is I've actually been to the Big Dog's Deli. Have you? So my story about finding it was that we stumbled across it on grand final day. Oh, really? Yeah. Because uh-huh. so we, we always have to line up. If we go to the grand final, we line up early, get get a seat, then you've got a couple of hours to kill before the match starts. And so we wander into Richmond and we came across Big Dog's Deli and had a damn fine time there getting on the sauce, literally. Um, <laughs> Just yeah. sauce? 
so a big dog's deli. Okay, what what what's the uh, what's the scoop? They've got good beers there. They had some good food from memory. Yeah, it was a good place. Exactly right. It was yeah. a good place. I think they uh, they had a, a selection of beers uh, canned, bottled, and I think they even had two taps. Something. Yeah, they had, they had a little hole in the wall. You yeah. could make a day of it though. Did you did you have a did you have some food there, Eric? I did have a takeaway sandwich. I yeah. had I couldn't pass up the big dog, which there's a sandwich called the big dog. Big dog, great. and did oh. did our big dog have the big dog when, when you visited? <laughs> I believe I might have done. Ah, oh, you had to have. <laughs> I would have stripped you of your nickname there and then if you went to Big Dog's Deli and did not get the Big Dog. Yours is a self-appointed nickname. Let's not forget that. You gave yourself the Big Dog nickname. That means that in situations where you have to be the Big Dog, you get the Big Dog. You hear? <laughs> okay. Well, so I've done a bit of digging, looked at different menus I've found from various Classic places dog. around the globe. Uh, and I've got a sandwich. For the, I've got the Big Dog. I've got a, uh, a, a, a Kieran Bullock sandwich. Ooh, I've got a Cal yeah. McDonald sandwich. And I'd like you each to try and take a stab at what is on your own sandwich. Are these sandwiches that you've made? These are not sandwiches I've made. These are sandwiches that are on the menu at a, oh. an, established, a, uh, an established diner, oh, nice. sandwich shop, nice. something. Are, so, you ask, are you asking me to remember what the big dog sandwich has on it? That I went if to. you can even give me like the basic, like what Whoa. is the base of that sandwich? You can't say bread. That's cheating. <laughs> I had an open sandwich today. Miniature bone. Open sandwiches. Not a thing. As soon as you take off one slice of bread, not a fucking sandwich. Move that on. wouldn't. That wouldn't fly at big what dogs. What do you call it though? If it's not, a, I don't know. A stack. A lazy pile of food. It's not a sandwich once you remove half the bread. Anyway. I'm going to say, all right, I'll start it off, Eric. I'm going to say the big dog sandwich is like its main ingredient, I'm going to say, is grilled chicken. Uh, <laughs> unfortunately not. Oh, oh God, I can't remember. Any guesses? What okay. would you have? What would, what would a big dog sandwich be to you? A sandwich, a big dog sandwich has got to be at least three types of meat. You're onto something. I'm thinking like a roast beef, bacon. maybe a bacon. Uh, roast beef. Ballpark. Cal, any thoughts? Did you say Karen got wrong? Yeah, he's in the ballpark. The ballpark of meat. I'm going to say... Oh man, this is really not my wheelhouse anymore, Eric. But um, <laughs> yeah, but you you know what meat is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 Do you no, remember I, meat? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say, all right, I'll say, it's got salami. Hey, turkey. Nah, I'll stop you there. The base of a big dog, prosciutto and pork and uh, pork and fennel salami. You got okay. some pecorino, you got some fennel, you got some peppers. So I guess it was two kinds of meat. That's two the big dog. Okay, okay. All right, we'll jump to KB. Right. I've got Making so I I searched high and low. <laughs> For a Kieran or a something, mm. so I think I ha I think this I found your sister's sandwich. She's up in the states. Have you ever heard of Sandra Bullock? <laughs> I have. I am aware of her. The old cousin. Yep. Top lass. This is a bit of a different genre. Uh, what, 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 if you had to guess, what, what, what's on this, is this Sandra is Bullock? This, um, Eric, sorry, is this from the same place? Is this from Big Dogs? This is from a different place. No. Okay. I wish, I wish this place had a big enough menu to cover all of us. But no, this is, this is from some joint in uh, Hollywood. I'm thinking the Sandra Bullock is going to be like, it's going to be, I reckon, grilled chicken, maybe some avocado. You know, Sandra Bullock, I feel like it's, it's sort of light, but a little bit, 
little bit meaty, a little bit gutsy, you know what I mean? Like maybe like a spicy mayonnaise, you know. It's sort of it's the lean of the chicken, but a little bit of a flavor punch with the spicy mayonnaise. You'll, you've sold it, but you're 100% wrong. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> the other two guys, if you had to, if you had to take a basic right. stab at Sandra what's on this, Sandra Bullock. Sandra Bullock. Now I'm thinking Sandra Bullock. She was in Speed with Keanu yeah, Reeves. I'm thinking. So we've got Speed and we've got Miss Congeniality. When I think of Sandra Bullock, I think of those two movies. So, so I'm thinking Keanu Reeves. <laughs> so I'm thinking, whoa, I'm thinking maybe you're in a good headspace, I think. Is, is this yeah, is this is this some kind of like maybe kind of like some sort of a tropical type? Like maybe some pineapple in there? No. No, you do colder. They went they went south quickly. <laughs> okay. Damn. I'm gonna I'm gonna guess that the uh the Sandra the Sandra Bullock has um has uh, uh, um, cheese? Wow! Uh, unfortunately, not. No, no, no cheese. Zero for uh, that was a real that was a real percentage guess from Callum to suggest that a sandwich might have cheese on it, and it wasn't even correct. <laughs> the sandwich. Oh, went... <laughs> Cal went for the dollar. T- he went for the dollar ten favorite, and he got blown out. <laughs> and considering that Sandra Bullock was in Speed Two and Miss Congeniality Two, that there's no cheese on the Sandra Bullock. That's that's. <laughs> Is there a correlation between movie sequels and cheese that I'm not aware of, Big Dog? Yeah, cheesy. Bad. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Hey, nothing wrong with the best Speed 2 cruise control. Oh, worst movie ever. Oh. Hey, <laughs> Spectre, anyone? Hey, listen, Keanu Reeves might not be the smartest guy floating around Hollywood, but he was smart enough to get out of the road of Speed 2. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> you know you're in trouble when your sequel doesn't even have the star of the original in it. Yeah, one out of two ain't bad. All right, so we've we've failed there. What's in the, the Sandra Bullock is a peanut butter... Oh, marshmallow no. fluff oh, on God. toasted white bread. Oh, she God. says, you get, if you're going to do it right, you have to make it with the good fluff, not the cheap fluff. That's not that's not even a sandwich. I'm sorry. That's not, that's a dessert. So good. <laughs> so they what these what these sandwich artists? Not a sandwich. Marshmallow fluff. Get out of here. Whoever created this food is basically blasting Sandra Bullock at the same time saying she's marshmallowy <laughs> she's gooey she's, she's just... nutty oh, it's uh, quite ins- it's insulting to both Sandra Bullock and sandwiches I've, <laughs> I've, I've hit a nerve there so I'll, I'll, I'll jump to the end right. we've, got, we've got one guy remaining two all beef patties special sauce lettuce cheese pickles onions <laughs> on the fun ah, we'll wrap it up with the Big Mac the Big Mac oh, but I wanted yeah. to know what the Eric Cox is. You didn't. You didn't Google your own. Uh, to be fair, they did a. Um, they did a chicken Big Mac. So that would be the C Mac. And if and Callum's vegetarian, so you take out the chicken, you fill it full of what hash browns? What would you do there? Give me a Big Mac, but with uh, hash browns instead of meat. Would you eat that? Clem's go to was always uh, is always the the salad burger when she's in New Zealand, which is Ugh. which Hungry Jack's does. Mm. It's 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 like their whopper. Those are two words on the opposite end of the spectrum. Salad burger. It's actually pretty good. That's it's the whopper without the patty, but with onion rings instead. 
Don't mind my nearing. Actually, pretty delicious. If we're doing uh, the Eric the Cox sandwich, I mean, Cox, you already lean towards chicken. So I'm thinking some sort of maybe chicken, a little. I'm thinking spicy mayo. I think I just want a chicken sandwich with spicy mayo. Mm. But then because you're American, there has to be something absolutely unpalatable and disgusting in the sandwich. After that, after that Sandra Bullock abomination. So I'm thinking Eric, Eric the Cox would be like. It's got to be like Pab's battered onion rings, um, ketchup and some Hershey's chocolate sauce on a grilled chicken burger. So I've just Googled Minnesota Thunder and then I put (laughs) burger in just to see what would come up. (laughs) Uh, Okay. Now it's actually in Washington, D.C., Eric. So I hope you're okay Uh, with that. I'll take it. Now it's called the Thunder Burger is the place and they do... Everything's gluten-free. Not uh-huh. a good start. Now, where's their burger? Hang on. It says, hang on, hang on. sit down, grab and go. The Thunder Burger. Here's what it says for salads. You can get. <laughs> Have we abandoned sandwiches already? Well, it's I've, I've, the Thunder Burger, but then it doesn't, it, it doesn't tell me what the burgers are. Where's the burgers at Thunder Burger? <laughs> it's called Thunder Burger, but it's only giving me the salads. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on. <laughs> Boy, that went awry quickly. You can't get like you bread can't have from UKB. Good bread pun. Awry. Oh shit. Burgers uh, request without bun. What, what so the- I think it's time to turn over a new loaf. Sorry. Uh, no, we can't stop. Big Dog's already on a roll. No, all right. Well, let me just give you one of the salads. They actually, sound quite good. So the Thunder salad comes with greens, cranberry, avocado, oh, Jesus, walnuts, bacon, boiled egg, cheddar. And roasted red pepper ranch. Mm. That actually mm. sounds pretty decent. Pretty tasty, except for the cranberries. Why would you put cranberries in a salad? They're so sweet. I, I like the, the, the name, the Thunder Burger, but I'm really disappointed that on their website, they don't actually show you, tell you what's in their burger. <laughs> like, that's really mm. annoying. Is it just one burger? Is it just the Thunder Burger? That's all they have. I don't know. It's run. It's Maybe we'll ring them up next time and we'll. I mean, what what time is it in Minnesota? Like lunchtime? They'll say, what, what, just tell us what's in the damn burger already. Washington, Washington. DC. <laughs> anyway, but she, says, but she says in, on her website here, she says, made with love by Jackie. But Jackie, you haven't told us what's in the burger. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jackie, well, lift your game. We'll find out. We'll get on the Instagram. We'll find out what's in a Thunder Burger. Um, so quiz question for you all. I, I, just the topic of sports kind of put the, put me onto this when I was thinking about Eric Cox hurling down um, Thunderbolts as he is wont to do when we play <laughs> cricket together. Um, I know it, it's, a, it's a tenuous connection, but this is where my mind went. Do you guys think... Straight yes or no for a point in the David Mitchell scoreboard. Oh, jeez. Will the Adelaide Crows win a game this season? Oh, absolutely not. Yeah, they're struggling. They don't have a. They don't have an easy run home. They got Hawthorne next. Hawthorne's not not having a great season. <laughs> That's their only chance, Hawthorne. Look, yeah, I, yeah. I hate to say it. I think uh, the Crows have been sort of in trouble for a few yeah. seasons, and it's sort of caught up with them a bit now. I think. Which is a bit of a shame because there's um there's some good players at the Crows, but uh, stiff shit at the same time. I'm not I'm not from Adelaide, so yeah. No. What uh, I still can't forgive them for ruining the 2017 Grand Final. But that that might have been against completely failed to show Richmond versus Adelaide. Yeah, and they ruined my day because it was the most 
dreadfully boring game of football. Actually, that's where um, that's that was the grand final that I discovered the big dog Delhi. Really? <laughs> mm-hmm. It all loops back around. It all it loops all back. Around. Well, it's together. a good thing you started the day with a delicious sandwich, big dog, because your day got must have got a lot worse after that. <laughs> with interstate teams that sort of get into the grand final, right? Because, and this is what makes this year interesting with mm. with the AFL is traditionally the grand final is always played at the MCG in Victoria, regardless mm. of whether it's Victorian teams playing in the grand final or not. Now, mm. in that particular year, Adelaide happened to win the minor premiership, meaning they won more home and away games than anybody else. So they finished on top of the ladder. Mm. And in doing so, they made the audacious comment, which many interstate clubs often do, is that, well, we should be allowed to host the grand final at Adelaide Oval. Of course, that didn't happen because Adelaide Oval can't house half of what the MCG can house. Mm. But the NFL and the and the big and the big teams or the big sports over there in America, they get around that by playing in an entirely different state to both. Neutral venue, isn't it? Isn't that right? Well, isn't the that NFL, a- yeah, baseball, hockey, basketball, they do five to seven game series is so it alternates home and away so right. whoever comes in slightly on top will get one extra home game if it goes to five games in the series but yeah you're bad. exactly right it's not a bad system i like that system i think that's fair. with the with the one-off game yeah the nfl they've got it's just kind of whoever built the newest stadium and can move okay. the nfl there so potentially it could actually end up being say dallas it makes a brand new stadium, which houses a heap of people and they mm. have been scheduled to get the, the Super Bowl for that year. If they happen to get into the Super Bowl, it's going to happen at Dallas. If they've already yeah. scheduled it. Oh, okay. I didn't know they did it like that. Minnesota had a sniff. It's done, a, it's it done in advance. Yeah. or yeah. something. Yeah. 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 Ah. Olympic style. Yeah. It's a few years out. Like oh, we already right. know who's hosting the 2023 Super Bowl, I think. No team hosting the Super Bowl has ever actually made it to the game. Not only not won, but never made it to the Super Bowl. But this year's Super Bowl is being held in Tampa Bay. And Tampa Bay, if you've been following your NFL, have picked up Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski and are absolutely stacked on offense. So if any team... Kieran's chucking a cheeky fiver. Well, if you think about just the law of um, averages, that at some point a team hosting the Super Bowl has to make it. And then you, yeah, Minnesota was the one, I thought. I kind of looked at the schedule a few years ago and I, that's that's the one. And they, they fell short, I think. They had a look in, but they didn't get there. But tell you what, the Bucks this year... Oh boy, that could be that could be very difficult to start. Tom Brady, yeah. he mu- he must be nearly forty. That guy. Oh, he's over forty. He's forty. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's plus. Yeah. He's forty plus. Yeah. Why do they do that? Like, who is it? Brett Favre. He also did that. He was like forty Favre plus. 40, 40, 41, 42, Yeah. yeah. They just don't he, give it up. Tom Brady's still when pretty you're good. The best though, of the so. best. Yeah. yeah you gotta, but yeah. imagine being like in like one of the um, other quarterbacks. <laughs> you know 19 year old quarterback <laughs> it's like well you're 19 when you started maybe and then like when you're 30 plus you're still waiting for you know what's his name to get out of the road and retire and tom how brady many, how many backup no, quarterbacks do you that. think tom brady has outlasted at patrick eggs oh well the, the the guy who's third on the depth chart now brian hoyer this is his third stint at the patriots as a backup he that guy's a perennial backup though you know, in the last ten years, that when you go to Green Bay, uh, you go to New England, you are backing up Tom Brady. 
you know, you're never going to start. But when Tom Brady's in his forties, do you know that? Like, are you like you really like you like by that stage, you'd be like, surely I'm getting the call up. Surely they don't stick around that long. You know, they 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 get traded out if they if they're good, they get traded away for picks. Like if they turn out to be good players, they're valuable. So you get rid of them. You get your value for money. It's mm. how it works as a business. You get on the ground at another team. Yeah. Well, yes. Jimmy Garoppolo, who's the San Francisco 49ers, made the Super Bowl last year. Hang on. What's he, that guy's name? Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo. Yeah. Oh, okay. As, a, as opposed He's to Jan a... Garoppolo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Big Dog was definitely no, thinking about. No, I thought you said something like Jameg Garoppolo. And I was like, what kind of a name is that? <laughs> there was a, a big hoo-ha over whether or not they should have kept him and traded Tom Brady three years ago. And they didn't. They kept Tom Brady. So NFL talk. Bit of football chat. Didn't expect that. I like it. I like it. What do you think about Cam Newton? That'll be my last question. Yeah, I don't like it. I reckon that's got... um, that's got one year spectacular failure written all over it, but um, it'll be fun to watch. Not going to yeah. lie. Don't know who that guy is. <laughs> well, imagine like, um, oh, it's, it's hard to even, it's hard to even put it into to any sort of other sporting context, but imagine like a super flamboyant kind of crazy quarterback. who's been injured for a couple of years, got b- booted from his team, gets picked up by Bill Belichick who's like the most old-fashioned, stony-faced um, coach in the league. It's just like, it's a clash of styles. So it's a, class of, it's a classic fish-out-of-water type scenario. Can we make an analogy to Aussie rules football? Is there like an analogy to made, KB? Who would you like? Yeah, okay. It'd be like, uh, it'd be like Warren Kappa or Jason Ackermanis or both of them going to like, Who's a really dull, dire coach? Oh, oh, Ross Lyon. Maybe Ross Lyon, yeah. But even like more extreme than that. Or like Grant Thomas or something. Like Warren Kappa. Grant Thomas, yeah. that's a great idea. Going and playing for like Grant Thomas, yeah. It's that sort of level of like st- stodgy football. Oh, what's his name? Um, Johnny Platten. But, John uh, Platten, he was, they nicknamed the Rat. The Rat. <laughs> <laughs> He he was an idiosyncratic character. He was a, he was a great dude. player. He was a great, very good football player. Mm. Not a lot going on. Mm. Um, he was one of those guys that you know when like someone's playing and they're like, that guy does not look like he ever like lifts a weight or yeah. like, a, a barbell or yeah. like pumps any iron and never really. He, he was bloody. He was a great player. Like never really seemed to get injured too badly, but just mm. so tiny and looked. Not unfit, but just looked like he was just for his own health. He shouldn't be out there. <laughs> All right. Should we wrap it up there? I think it's probably, it's certainly the big dog's bedtime. That is for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it for episode 38 of the Barry Bullock Hour. It's been another uh, trans-Tasman Zoom fest, middle of the night, beer fueled carnage. It's at 1 a.m. here in New Zealand. Great times. Um, which makes it 11 a.m.? No, 11 p.m. P.m., yep. No, fair point. Boy, boy, I marked that right up. But um, that's it for now. Uh, thank you for listening, and uh, we, we will be back in a month's time, and we will still be on Zoom. So um, It is more than likely that we will be if, via Zoom. Oh, it, it's 100% likely. We might be able to get some sponsorship if we say Zoom enough times. So um, 
Zoom, 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 zoom. Uh, but that is it for episode 38. Thank you all for listening, and we will uh, be back in a month's time. Get zoom on the off. tractor and zoom off into the distance. <laughs> I'm going to zoom off to the bar and get myself a straw and then zoom into the sauna and then collapse, probably. What a way to go. But entirely <laughs> COVID-free. Naked, drunk, and dead in a sauna. All right, episode 38, out. Peace and love to everyone in Belarus. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, how was barista training? Oh, it was awful. So, Mum, how was barista training? God, I hate the smell of coffee.